Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything from TV shows to movies and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I'm joined today by my wonderful friends and co-hosts, Justin Sandoval and also Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Excellent, man. Let's uh, dive into this episode four. Are uh, you ready? I am so Justin, ready. Justin, are you ready? I, yes, yes. Shimato, are you ready? Talk I'm some ready. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm ready. I'm ready. Guys, we're, we are thankful that you are listening. We're going to dive right in because we don't want to waste any of your time. If you are listening to this episode um, of our podcast, you are definitely bought into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also to our reviews. So we are going to be talking about uh, episode four of season seven, which was titled Out of the Past. Okay? Um, normally, we might spend some time talking about some non-spoiler reviews. We're going to get right into the spoilers. And the first thing I just got to say, generally, guys, is I really think that this is the best episode of the season so far, in my opinion. You, yeah. you stole my hot take, man. Ah, I this stole it. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. the best episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ever. Ever seen. Yeah. Dude, when I was watching it, I was thinking those things. Yeah. Now, my wife, who hopefully will listen to this one day, uh, she is not watching, even though she's a big fan, she is not watching season seven right now, and it f- infuriates me. <laughs> and she said she'd, re- and it's fine, she'd rather binge it all at one time at the end. I understand that's a legitimate strategy some people yeah. use to get through shows, but I just told her, I was like, this, it was so good. Like yeah. on Wednesday night, it was so good. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about what made it so good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even like my fiance was she's she's never seen an episode of Shield before, and she was enthralled. She watched it with me, and it was she was enthralled. I'm loving that the the start of the episode, the title card is yes. hooking me so much. Like, yes, this, oh gosh, so good. this episode had a very heavy noir feel feel yes. to it, yes. and it was incredible. Just the the title card alone was like, oh man, this is taking me back to some yeah. of the the old crime noir style detective yes. stuff. Yeah, uh, very even, much so. Even before that, the Marvel logo. Did you guys see it where it was red like normal, and yes. then it just and then it slowly shifts. fades? Yeah. Yes, wow. to oh, black man. and white. Oh, it was awesome. So the whole episode. Majority of the episode was black and white, and I just yes. I love the the whole feel of that man, and just with it being uh, around uh, Sousa, Sousa was yeah, yeah. The main uh, focus. heavy in this episode, For which sure. uh, I really enjoyed him overall. Um, it's really taking me back to uh, remember when I remember watching Agents of Agent Carter. And uh, Sousa was one of those side characters that really just gripped you and captivated you. Yeah, and man. he yeah. continues that, that that talent and that uh, gripping experience as he goes through this episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Absolutely. Man. So, I, I and you mentioned this, but just Coulson doing the narration, too. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, man. Man. Yeah. yeah. How awesome. So much like a, one of those old detective um, show that you watch, did you see parodied as well? You know, yeah. the, the 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 private detective uh, feel to it, where you know you have you know just this situation that's coming up, and they're just talking over everything. the The, the whole idea of ending at the beginning, uh, you know, is a very private detective time to way to do it with the whole uh, s- starting out with you know in the pool at yeah. the ending. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny you mention that because uh, Coulson, like I, after this episode, I'm like he needs to narrate everything. Like yes. get, yeah. Clark, get Clark Gregg on everything and have him narrate the entirety. Yeah, it. it was awesome. Yeah. Man. Oh yeah, it, it felt like felt like I was doing uh, reading or doing the the uh, 
audio version of a book. Yes. You yeah, know what I'm yes. saying? Oh. And he's just giving you the full story. So let, let's actually talk chronologically real quick. Or do you have anything else to say just generally about the episode before we jump in to the depths of this? Sounds like not. No, All right, here's go, what we're going to go. do. Let's dive in. Go ahead. So, go ahead. so we start with Coulson in basically an interrogation room. Sousa's got him handcuffed. The reason being, remember back to episode three, when the EMP goes off and yes. all the all the chronicoms shut down, yeah. some of them, the evil ones, melted. They just yeah, self destructed. Yeah, they yeah. self destruct. Yes. Yeah. Coulson didn't, but he woke up. His his L and D chronicom body, Coltron, we like to call him here. Yeah. Uh, woke up in the in the interrogation room, and Sousa starts to ask him questions. And man, it was it was awesome seeing Coulson just narrate that. Yeah, I could have, easily get out yes, of these handcuffs. Yes, it, yes. It, it but let's see where so he's going. So much of yeah. um, of uh, Man of Steel, where oh, where he, Superman is, yeah. you know, allows himself to be taken in, and just the idea of him being there of his own will because he is the good guy and he is purposely not breaking out. Like that's kind of the feel that I got. Hey, when you're not allowed there. to bring up DC stuff on this podcast, okay? If we're gonna be talking Marvel, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey. I'm just hey, kidding. hey, hey. Totally kidding. So Coulson says, um, while, what I want. while Sousa is asking questions, Coulson actually says, now, you want to play 20 questions, or should we get this message to Howard Stark? Yeah. And um, Using his knowledge of history. His history. Yes. He knows his history so well. And he picked it up because he's looking at a newspaper, and he sees the date. I think it was, I don't know, July 22nd or something of 1955. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Coltron knows his history. He knows his S.H.I.E.L.D. history. He knows, and we know based off of last week's trailer and also what we learned in this episode, that this is the day that Agent Sousa dies. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I, I just love right from the beginning where Coulson is just using his knowledge to help him in this scenario. And man. I feel like he like instantly went over Sousa with some of the things he was saying, uh, yep. using the, the Gethys to Howard Stark. Yeah. Um, and he just convinced you, him to go along for the you, ride. You could see Seuss's face was like, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I felt like they were uh, really d- dived into the parallel lives that Coulson and Sousa live in a lot of ways. In the sense of they were these two people who were with these dynamic, um, who, who lived around these very difficult and dynamic Starks. You know, with, <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. With, with how Howard had to, um, H- Howard and Sousa dealing with each other, yeah, and then how much Coulson had to deal with Tony, t- Tony, especially <laughs> during Iron Man two, and then how it goes along, and then even to the point of the whole, they literally mention um, the sacrifices that Coulson ends up doing. That's right, you know, Matt and literally mentioned yeah. that and. They bring up how Sousa is going to have to make that same sacrifice. That how, you know, Coulson's sacrifice was to bring Avengers, and um, Sousa's is going to be to be literally the launching, launching of Shield, Shield to being the big thing that it is. So it's, it's very it was a very interesting way to bring these or these parallel lives, and I think that's one of the reasons why Sousa is drawn to him because he's drawn to himself in a lot of ways. And this person who understands his um his situation so that he, he so and Colson knows where to draw those strings from because once again parallel lives in a lot of ways yeah and he knows his history and he yes. has deep 
deep admiration for him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. thinking back to episode oh, three, when a big he, fan. Big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. He's just, he's just cheesing out, man. Yeah. Yes. He's a fanboy. So that's a good point. So let's, let's keep it chronological for the moment. So Sousa basically, or actually, excuse me, um, Colson says he needs to make a call. Yes. So Sousa gives him an old phone, and it's so funny because you can hear him narrate, and he says, I couldn't use a 1950s phone to call a 21st century airplane. <laughs> yes. Right? right. So he called the only number he could think of. And you even see the little hesitation when he put his hand on the phone. Yeah. It was so good. I don't know yeah. how he knew the phone number. Uh, you know, maybe a plot hole. Who knows? Um, but who does he call? Speakeasy. Yep. Yes. Which is now the crazy canoe. Crazy canoe. And Enoch <laughs> yes. picks up the phone. Enoch Aww. picks up the phone. <laughs> yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk Shimano. I know you want to talk about Enoch right here and yes. just, let's just talk about his, you know, he was in episodes one and two and then in episode three, he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and it is actually, he, he actually says a line right when he hears Colson's voice. He says, Enoch says, such a pleasure to hear your voice after two decades. So that one, this guy for more than 20 years has been waiting and yes. waiting and waiting. And then he hears Colson's voice. Yeah. Yes. But the entire episode, you just want to feel, you just want to give him a big hug. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm he, saying? One of the biggest things that I bring up is just the idea poor Enoch. That's how I felt the entire episode. Yes, I was man. like. Yeah. He gets it, the call from Colson. Like, and, uh, like he felt like. To me, he felt like throughout the episode, he was that introverted friend who is a par- supposed to be a part of a friend circle, but doesn't have like the extroverted nature enough to like express it when he gets left out of something. Okay, like, yeah. So he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like he, he's the way like, you make these connections is amazing. <laughs> he, he wants to be a part of this group so bad. But he can't quite express it enough. Yeah. 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 And Coulson makes the call, and Enoch is looking to have a conversation, yeah. but yes. he immediately needs to be connected to the, exactly. to the Zephyr. Exactly. And that's he, what he does. He, he, he needs that small talk. Yeah. He just needs that a little yeah. bit. And at, and at first, you know, uh, at first, with this call, now, spoiler alert, there's three different times Enoch was called by different yes. members of the team. Yeah. Uh, but on this call, he doesn't think that they're all going to call him just to abuse him. Right. Yeah. But that's essentially what happens. It's yeah. So and, much. Uh, he he stops his conversation with the the, the person who's drunk at the bar, uh, and he yeah, says, yeah. "Hold on a moment." And Which we're gonna the, get back yeah, to. Yeah, he yeah, gets the phone going. and he picks it up, and he thinks he's gonna have a conversation there, but he doesn't. So he puts it puts it through to the Zephyr, and then he goes back to having his conversation with the the drunk person sitting at the bar. Which, speaking of that, let me get to the the Chronicom highlights here, okay? Of what we're gonna, I don't know, we're gonna come up with some sort of catchy name for this. But every week that Enoch has some sort of savagery that he delivers vocally. All right. I'm yeah. going to give you guys some highlights of what he says. So, man, it's such a great scene. They're in the bar, the crazy canoe, and this random person at the bar is just drunk and he's and he is starting to talk to the bartender, talk to Enoch. And um I think he actually apologizes for the customer apologizes to Enoch for just laying it all on him. And then yeah. Enoch says, "You are a paying customer. I am a bartender." It is your right for you to share and have you, excuse me, and have me listen to your personal tale of misery. <laughs> oh, then he yes. turned around to answer the phone, yes. talks to Colson, and when he hangs up, Enoch says, you may proceed with your saga of struggle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then later in the episode, and this is, this is the best one. So this is after Deke calls. So let's say Colson calls first, then it's Yo-Yo. And you can actually hear Enoch say, it sounds like my um, 
presence has been made aware to the team. Can I be, you know, can I come back to the team now? And yes. she says, not now. I need you to connect me to the Zephyr. Yeah. Yes. Right. So then a third time, it's Deke. And at this point, you can hear Deke is so excited to this, hear Enoch's yeah. voice. He just wants to talk yes. to him. Yeah. Enoch. Hey, buddy. Deke, <laughs> Deke actually does. I think he would have spent yeah. time talking to him. Yeah. And then Enoch just says, please hold or something like yeah. that. And he and completely ignores it. Yeah. Because he's just so hurt. And he says. Yes. Um, so he turns around after Deke, the third member of the team, has called and simply abused Enoch and his abilities. And he says, the, the guy at the bar so, who was drunk, he says, you know, you might be the best friend I have. Which, before I get into this, to Enoch's amazing response, the first thing I thought of was Fitz. Yeah. Yes. I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys thought of that. See, but y- Yeah. Um, go ahead. Do, do your line, and then I will. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let Dro- me, I'll l- drop a little knowledge about the whole. The friendship. Yes. Let me say that the epic line. And this is this is classic Enoch. Just listen to this. I'm not going to sound like him, but just imagine you hear this from Enoch. He says, "Your overture of friendship is the ill-considered product of your forlorn disposition and the nine drinks in your system. <laughs> I must decline the offer and accept that I am alone in this world, as I as I have always been." Mm. Dang. Which is oh it, my gosh, man! It's <laughs> such a sad line because you're saying fits, and he, when. You know, Enoch starts as this, you know, kind of, um, you know, one-dimensional, not, you know, super no intriguing character. Yeah, and then he kind of builds himself as he, you know, he um, he's talking with Fitz and stuff like that. And eventually gets to the point to where it's like, where it seems like every episode he was saying, my best friend Fitz, and things That's about right. bringing that up. And just like how much he, you just tell how much it's met to him as his best friend and to That's get right. to this point to where he doesn't even mention that at all and just the fact that he was so down about this situation the way he's being treated and the fact that he's gone almost a quarter century and these people are just not talking to him at all and it's just it's so sad and he, he he's just He's just lost isn't in, it, a fr- in a friendship. Isn't it episode one, maybe, where uh, May wakes up from her little healing chamber? Yes. And he's like, he doesn't know where she is, but he's like trying to find her. And I think he says something like, uh, Agent May, I am I am Enoch, the best f- best friend of Leopold Fitz. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like that was a title for him. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like for the longest time, it would be something that he would... He cling more to. proudly yeah. as a yeah. uh, almost as a badge of honor. Yeah. So you mentioned the, the phone calls, okay? Yeah. So the reason he gets a second phone call from Yo-Yo is yes. because uh, she and Deke are sent on a mission, right, to collect the object from the scientist uh, to deliver to Howard Stark. That's right. And uh, so her and Deke go and enter the building, uh, the house, and they get the which. Is a very didn't did you guys feel like that was an interesting pairing? Yes, Yo-Yo and yes. Deke. I didn't think I was yeah. going to ever see that type of pairing. And, and like, why send Yo-Yo when she's clearly not herself? Yeah, she's dealing with something else going on. Yeah, but um, then Deke to back her up. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why isn't it Mac and Daisy? Right. I don't know, but yeah. keep going, keep going. But yeah, and so they go into the scientist's house um, and they go and collect the briefcase. Uh, however, right. Deke, being downstairs, uh, gets kidnapped. Uh, yes. And he's taken away in the most fifties way possible. Oh, by yeah. the way, oh yeah, he gets hit with a, what, a shoehorn. Is that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and who's he kidnapped by? Justin. Uh, it is later to be revealed by Hydra. Hydra. That's right. Yes, mm-hmm. Hydra. And so Deke is taken away, and so Yo Yo makes her call to 
Enoch. To Enoch. And to get in touch with Zephyr to let the team know that Deke is gone. Yes. And uh, it's later seen that Deke is standing there in the office talking to none other than Wilfred Malik. Wilfred Malik, that's right. Which he refers to as Freddy. Eventually he does. A little bit later, yes. Yes. Just a little side note, I got a real Orson Welles vibe from... From Wilfred's character, yes. uh, actor, yeah, yes, uh, yes, yeah. Can we talk about how he lost his New York accent altogether? He, in my opinion, he didn't sound he, anything. No, he did not. He sounded more yes. menacing. Uh, he did more of uh, evil dictator type of style, yes. right? But yeah, uh, I mean, there are occasions where I mean, you learn to, to adapt, s- adapt to your surroundings, and you you pick up. Or you purpose, you purposely drop yeah. the kind of stuff because of how you feel about wherever your accent came from. Yeah, uh, if you're kind of like ashamed of your upbringing or ashamed by where you came from, yeah. I get very. It, it be it. It also like makes it hard for people to sounds like a Malik thing. Like to do. yeah, um, like kind of it, it. kind of creates a situation where people don't know where you're from. Yeah, it gives you that um, anonymous. But vibe. he definitely gives off the I'm the evil yes. villain here in the story for sure. And so he has a conversation with Deke, and uh, Deke reveals that hey, it's me. I'm the one who tried to kill you back in or the one who no. He said the one who didn't kill yes, you. Yes, I'm the one. Yes. Who, yes, yes, yes. In 1931, and he's like, you were the start, the beginning of he everything. He said that's when my that's, that's the when year my life, life began, yes. which was yes. really yes. interesting. Yes, and. Uh, I don't know, just the way they are so entangled in the timeline right now. Yeah. And uh, the fact that Deke was the one, the, the springboard that started it, like, man, this whole Hydra timeline thing is its going to be really interesting to see it finally, like, like play out in the very end of the season. I've got some theories for that, which we'll, we'll get into we'll get to theories later. later. Yeah. Yes, but it's a great observation. Can I just, unless you had something to say specifically about Deke and, um, and mm. Wilfred Malik, I had a thought on something, Shimano. Um, not about them specifically now. Okay. So how, here's what I want to know. How in the, so I understand that Coulson, you know, he probably has the phone number to the crazy canoe, like singed into his memory because he's a robot. How do Yo-Yo and Deke know that number? And if, and if you say it's because Coulson gave the team the number, Mm -hmm. why in the heck didn't they go get Enoch? Here, you ready for this one? Yes. Operator. Uh, Operator. Oh my god! Operator, please dial or please connect me to the crazy canoe. <laughs> but how did they know it's called the crazy canoe? The point is, it's just I just hate it for Enoch. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. I just hate it for Enoch. Okay, yeah. oh, I, know. I know he was used and abused, and it's and it's not right. Yes, and I feel like the hashtag poor Enoch needs to start trending yeah. <laughs> ASAP. Yes. Yeah. ASAP, yeah, for sure. So, um, okay, so, so moving along, moving along. So, but to go back a little bit, the reason they were at that house was to get this gadget. That a scientist had possession right. of, but that scientist, we learned, was actually turned into a chronicom in the last episode. Yeah, they stole his face. Yes. That's right. Excuse me. They stole his face, which means um, there, there's a disconnect. Like, that briefcase is supposed to make it to the train that Susa is going to be on, but it doesn't. So that's why they went to hunt it down. The team gets it, and eventually they're heading to the train. But the the thing I want to talk about next is... The really interesting... The train scene? Yeah, the train sequence was really interesting, right? So you have Coulson and Sousa on the train heading to L.A. They're going to... Go ahead. Coulson's supposed to meet up with his people on the train to give it to Sousa. that's right. So he was even saying, I was looking to see some familiar faces, Mm -hmm. and he didn't for a while. Which he's monologuing this. It was so so well done. This is why it was, in my opinion, the best episode of the whole season. Justin, you say maybe the entire series. Series. I'm talking about series. That's amazing. That's amazing. 
Um, we got some strong opinions. I know some people don't feel that way. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, but that whole train ride sequence was really interesting. And how he was stalling. Like yeah. he stole another briefcase. Yeah. And Sousa was still very skeptical of Coulson. He didn't know what to think of him. Um, and then when Sousa leaves to go get a drink, the the head Chronicom shows up. And this was compelling. Yes. He, he shows up to make their a, conversation. Yeah, to yes. make a deal. And it, it didn't seem very... Chronicom to Chronicom. Yeah, he said the the reason he was talking to him was because he's not human. Yeah. Because Coulson's a, a robot. Yes. He's a Chronicom. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of that? I mean, the, that whole scene, uh, the trying to persuade. Mainly uh, mainly the, the yeah, yeah, mainly the offering that the Chronicom gave to Coulson. Yeah, so they make the offer to Coulson, uh, and Coulson responds with, like, humanity. Like he yeah. he emphasizes that the 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 right to live like the the reason to live and just that whole scene it was just uh, amazing the two takes on yeah. society uh, and what they what they viewed as important yeah yeah I think there were two large important parts that came out of that conversation one was um, trying to um, press down the idea of at some point Coulson may turn evil. Uh, as the Chronicom, or do the do like a very androidy uh, robot thing of like you know, an Ultron against thing? humans? Like a, yes, like, like an a Ultron, Ultron thing. thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I think that's part one. But part two is under kind of in start building some foreshadowing into the um, doubt that the Chronicoms have in the solidity of their plans because if they're starting You're referring to, to the predictor and what she has going. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, in, in, in general, it, it may just be in general or, you know, maybe just this one Chronicom, how he feels about it. Because if he's coming to make deals with people who are supposed to be his enemy, I mean, somebody who has, they've been this So you think time, he might be desperate? Yeah, I feel like a little bit of desperation. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't sense that bit. at all. I didn't sense that at all. But that's that's cool. Let's get to think about no, it. No, I felt... Man, I feel, feel like he, I feel like he was so confident that they were going to win. Yeah, that he was offering Colson Coltron a chance yeah, to hop, hop on the winning train, right? And With the promise that the people would have, he said, their charity. Yeah, uh, yes. pretty much they would not suffer. Uh, yeah. Essentially, yeah. I mean, I understand okay. how yeah. you could like how you saw that, but I I don't know. I kind of. I mean, and I could be completely wrong as well, but I kind of felt like it was one of those. It was a little bit of a. He was playing cards with them. He's it was a little bit of a bluff. Yeah, I like can see you, the card. You're playing. looking at your pocket, and you're like, you're playing like you have pocket aces, but you really okay. have a seven-two so, off. So two. you think what Colson said to him, where he's like, you know, we're on your heels, and you think what, you, you kind of what Colson believes that really, like they have the upper hand. Shield has the upper hand here. Um, not, may not even the upper hand, but he's starting to see that may, like the Chronicom, like he used to believe that they were a hundred percent going to win, and maybe now he's only down to maybe ninety percent. <laughs> you know, like he may still think that they're going There's to an win, eighty-three percent chance to, of survival. <laughs> yeah, um, but like it's he's starting to think maybe there are some cracks in the possibility of this really happening. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that at all, but that's, yeah. I mean, that's good. I, I was actually going to mention how I feel like the Chronicoms in general are very OP, man, very overpowered. Yeah. At least they, they're portrayed in that way. And I just feel like he even mentioned so far things, we've, been, we've kept things neat. If you refuse this offer, things will get messy. Yes. And I'm just thinking like, 
if you guys can literally do almost anything, why haven't you just done that? Right. You know, exactly. like, it just seems a little convenient that they're always able to like if I don't know, man, if, well, if the I, whole mission is to change one small aspect of history that then spirals the timeline out of control. You know, they're only focusing on these big moments, mm-hmm. right? Like the formation of Hydra or Sousa's dying, where to me it's like there's a lot of things. How do they know? I don't know, man. Again, every time we get into time travel in these shows, in these episode <laughs> reviews, I always get to this point where it just doesn't make sense to me. But, yeah. okay, that's fine. Let's, let's, so let's, while this conversation is while this conversation Yeah, let's is talk about this, the bar. Right? Sousa is at the bar. Yeah. And okay. he's, being, yes. he's being talked up by this, by this female. Yeah. And uh, they're having a great conversation. They're going back and forth. And then he leans in close to her and he's like, you really need to work on your acting because I know you're trying to distract me from what's about to happen yeah. as these people are clearing the car. Yeah. And so he's has an assassination attempt on him in the, yeah. in the car. And it's and later in the episode, we find out it is from Wilford uh, Malik. OK. And Hydra. How do, how do you what, what what do you what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Like uh, like we find out that um, Wilford Malik knew information. And he sent the assassination on him. Yeah, on the train. I didn't yeah. get. I didn't mm-hmm. get that. I didn't get that. That sense happens from, the, from the conversation, like his very last conversation with Deke, isn't it? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, his last conversation with Deke in the episode. He talks about, well, I we know things type of deal. Yeah. Right. Right. But anyway, so I don't know, man. I I got some theories on that. We'll come back yeah, okay. around. Yeah. Well, I, let's come back around. To yeah. That, I but, do, I do think that that scene was kind of interesting in the sense of. It was it was kind of a play at the whole Agent Carter vibe and putting the the female villain into that scene. I felt like it was part of I don't know. It was kind of like because female villains played such a large part in you know. And where do a lot of female villains come from? Hydra, Russia. Oh, Russia. Russia. <laughs> okay, so just gonna throw that out there, but yeah. you know, could be wrong about a lot of things. Keep going. Um, so. Sousa survives, obviously, because of Daisy Daisy Johnson and making an appearance. Two moments in this show where I got out of my seat (laughs) in this episode. This was one of them, where Daisy just shows up and Mac just destroys someone. Mac (laughs) destroys somebody. Daisy quakes somebody. Yeah. Big big time. And then uh, Sousa was very relieved. Yes. And then uh, Coulson Coltron comes in with the the briefcase, smashes one of them in the head. Reveals he doesn't have the item. Correct. His cars are, yeah, he's shown. And so what do the agents do? They head back to their super secret future. What what do you do when you're out of (laughs) options? You bring Koenig and uh, Sousa to this this effort. Yeah, and reveal that you are from the future. (laughs) Yes. Well, Uh, they didn't necessarily do that at that point. No, no, no. Not at that point. But the technology that he was on. Dude, man. Yes. And so, I, yeah, that was it nuts. leads to some good conversation with Sousa and the team. Uh, yeah. Mainly about, like, where am I? What are we doing here? And yeah. uh, I love how, like, Sousa's reaction. Uh, we've been bringing up the the, the out of time. And, uh, Tyler, last yeah. couple episodes, you've been talking about you love the realization and the reactions they have right. being on the Zephyr. But I feel like Sousa's reactions. Way more cool. Way more cool. Way more yeah. chill. And he was ex- more of, like, he ex- kind of expected this kind of stuff to happen yeah. from what he's seen. Yeah. Right. And maybe th- maybe it's because it's 24 years later. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what really, yeah. why he kind of was so cool with it. See, I-, I felt like it was kind of like what Sousa, what it was trying to show is Sousa as a character is that he's, he's calculating and he's figuring. Yeah. Like he is, he's not allowing any sort of, potential like he may have been completely mind blown by what was going on but i felt like 
especially in his appearances so far in the last two episodes, they've been really doing a great job of showing that everything that he is doing, he is calculating. He is figuring out. He's trying to put pull these pieces, seeing where mm-hmm. everything fits. You're seeing a very analytical mind, mm-hmm. um, and um, even if his mind was blown, he's he's trying to put the pieces together and not show where he is uh, potentially if his, if his mind was blown. I feel right. Like yeah. it's, it's really showing how good of a Detect- spy of a and detective agent. he was. Yeah. yeah. How good of an agent. But his, his main purpose is to make the meeting happen. Yes. Is to, that's to right. hand off the briefcase. But during this whole scene on the on the Zephyr, we get a reveal with Agent May. Okay. Oh, so, yes. All right. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. So this whole season, one of the things, and, and literally halfway through the episode, because you texted me <laughs> at one point saying... Uh, this May stuff has to stop. Yes, I was. We like, were yeah. we were at the tipping point, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this this B storyline with May. Like it, f- we're in the fourth episode now. The yeah. first three was like, okay, what's going on? The first episode, she had like an exorcism. It seemed like she's crawling up walls, and then the other two, she's just acting funky. Yeah, yeah. And overly, overly emotional, or at times. Yeah, and later, frantic. We, frantic yeah, really. and later we find out that May. Has freaking superpowers now. Yeah. She's an em- yeah. empath. She can yeah. feel yeah. The, around her. Yes. And what, uh, what did y'all think of that? Interesting power for May to of have. All people, of right? all people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Poetic she's, justice. Yeah. She is usually the most straight-laced, the most uh, yeah. focused. Yeah. Uh, ni- yeah. Like, she has, she has a, a purpose, a sense of purpose. But now yeah. she's going through these swings, like these... Uh, feeling nothing at all, which now thinking back to it, when she said, "I feel nothing," she was around Enoch. Yeah, like it's Enoch. Yeah, he's oh, a chronic. Yeah, he's a chronicom. Right. He's he's not programmed to feel. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a great and that's why I, I feel yes. nothing at all. Yeah. Is what I, she said. I, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then the when she over overreacts emotionally to the reveal in the beginning of, of the episode where she, they're they're analyzing. Uh, on, in in the Zephyr, and she's like, "Oh, on yeah. the gadget, yeah, on the gadget, yeah. yeah that's so that's so brilliant. It's yeah, it's, it, yeah. Because she's standing right next to Gemma, right. And then she has a confusion breakdown when she shakes Sousa's hand, yeah, right. Uh, so she's going through all these wild and emotions. The panic yeah. she had in the last episode was when everyone's freaking out. Yeah, yeah. everyone's freaking out around her. So yeah, yeah. Wow. Thing, things are yeah, things are are making a whole lot of sense now with yeah. her character. But it is still a B, B plot point, a B storyline. Um, I'm ready for her. I mean, now that we know that she has superpowers here, or or some sort, she's an empath. Yes, we know this now, and yeah. so maybe now to we some can just, degree, yeah, to some degree. Now we can move forward with with May as a character and see where this goes with her. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting. I think she is simultaneously the best person and the worst person to get this type of superpower. <laughs> okay, um, Let's just because she has so much control over emotion. So uh, through everything that she's been through that I feel like in a lot of ways um, uh, she might be good at controlling how she feels what she's doing. But she's also simultaneously constantly suppressing her own emotions and concealing them that I feel like there's a – we have seen the negative side of that and the fact that she is now overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah, it's, like cri- it's crippling her. Yes, yeah, she has, she does not have a normal way of reacting with emotion. So I feel like that is the negative side, and like you said, it's it's literally it's crippling her to the point to where because she's being overwhelmed by this uh, sea of emotion a yeah. lot of the times. Yeah. So let's and and transitioning a little bit to 
Um, if, unless you guys have anything else you have to say about Well, May. moving forward with the plot point. May, okay. May is the one who she says, I felt something else when I shook his hand when she discovered it. Right. And it was, it was the feeling of, of a running. Of, of wanting to run. Yeah. And yeah. which we is later revealed here. That Sousa leaves, he gets on a bike, and gets yep. out of there. But, but I, before we get there, i got to mention this. And, and maybe this is what felt, maybe why you felt that it was Hydra that was going to take Sousa out on the train. He actually tells Mac, Daisy, and Coulson... Uh, the the big reveal in his mind, the big reveal yeah. that Shield has been infiltrated oh, by Hydra, yeah. <laughs> and how how awesome was it when he was like worried? He was really worried sick to he, tell him he was building it up. He, he was, was building yeah. it up. Suspense. Hey guys, I got to tell you something. Normally, I I don't know why I should trust you, but I just feel like I should. Which that's a bad call, by the way, to even tell these people. But right. That's exactly. fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then. And then he says, I, th- I believe S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by HYDRA. <laughs> and their response was like, yep, yep sure mm-hmm, thing. Yep, uh-huh, and he, yep, sure, yep, and he says, sure are. He says, wait, what? And, <laughs> and they're like, I think Max says, you know, it's classified, but we're familiar with HYDRA. And blah, 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 blah. So a lot of stuff happens there where uh, Sousa thinks he's got this big reveal for them. And it's kind of, it's like old news. Yeah. yeah. But that yeah. is the moment when Coulson realizes that it wasn't the Russians who killed Sousa that everyone thought it was actually Hydra. Hydra, yeah. So what I was saying, I wasn't saying that Hydra doesn't kill him. I was just saying that the train scene might have been a little more nuanced and complex. But we'll get to that. So so nonetheless, Sousa leaves the the, the Zephyr and he's going on, on to, a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. With a bum leg. Yep. That's that's right. What a beast, dude. <laughs> Still holding on to his like cane. Yeah, while he drives. What yeah. a monster. All right. So he gets to the hotel and we pick up the last act of this uh, episode where... He makes uh, contact with the bellhop. He makes contact with the bellhop. He passes off the package. Yep. And then we see him turn a corner, and we think... Which and, is a flash to the beginning of the episode. Exactly. And he says, I thought I shook you, and you just heard, you hear a bang. Then it's a commercial break, I, th- I believe. Yeah. And, and they, then I wrote down, I was right. <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Well, at the end of the, I, I said it was going to be a Coulson who was going to shoot him, which I was partially correct. But he did. He did shoot him. <laughs> he did shoot him, just with not with what icer. we thought. We were <laughs> going icer to. Yeah. with an icer uh, yeah. oh, in 1955. Man. Man. Yeah, yep. in 1955. So, you know, so at that at that moment, Sousa is passed out. Right. Yes. But Still we, alive. We didn't pointing know. Out. We, didn't, we didn't know no, that. No. 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 We did not know that. What was the thing that gave that away? We see Sousa crawling to the pool, and he falls in the pool, and his cane sinks to the bottom. And then you see from the bottom of the pool a camera pointing up, and you see yep. Coulson, Coulson in yeah. the yep. water. Which then he continues to monologue. And that was yep. my that was the second point yeah. that I got out of my seat <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> because one of the theories on Reddit, which, man, shout out once again to the Reddit community. One of the theories they had, uh, several people were talking about how they were actually going to alter the timeline, and save Sousa. Like, still make the event happen, but save yeah. Sousa so that he can stay on the team. And again, there's <laughs> there's video in the MCU of him, of that actor playing Sousa, alive in the Battle of New York in the first Avengers, where he's a police officer. So yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a direct connection there. We might find out. But nonetheless, that theory that they were going to save him did happen, and I freaking lost my mind. So yeah. yeah. That was awesome. So they shoot him with the icer, and the, Coulson takes over wearing his, his raincoat and right, hat, right. and he stumbles into the pool. Right. And, of course, the, to come and pick up the body, which uh, is— It's <laughs> Gemma. 
Yep. Daisy. And, and Daisy. Yeah. Okay, Daisy. okay. Yeah. And uh, they scoop up the body, which is Colson, which it helps to be able to not not breathe, and so he stays on yep, the water to right. sell it, to sell it to the Hydra guys. Okay? <laughs> so, so important. Yeah. So they scoop him up, and they bring him back to the Zephyr. But at this moment, the Hydra agent who who kills him uh, reports back to Wilfred Malik. That's right. So he tells he tells Malik that he's dead. Yeah, job's done. Job's done. But he mentions to Malik that he didn't have the the package. Yeah. So it makes you. It makes you. To me, it makes me think they weren't necessarily. I don't think they were necessarily trying to kill Susa that day. I re- this gets back to my theory on the train. I don't. She even said the lady at the bar. She said. We're not looking for a big production here. Like they were I think they were just trying to take him into custody so that they can get the package. I think the whole purpose was the package. Yeah. I, yeah, I think Cause he, the package probably was the point. I feel like he was whatever happened to him happened to him as long as they got the package. Cuz Malik before uh the the hit happens, the guy the, the Hydra agent calls Malik and Malik just says, "Get the job done." The Organization depends on it, maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. He didn't say kill him or eliminate him. No. So again, my theory is just that Malik was looking to get the package, not necessarily kill Susa, but kind of had to. Which can I say the guy that they have the uh, to shoot um, Susa in the back? Yeah, like, he's the most henchman looking guy. In Dude, the history yeah, of, pure nineteen uh, fifties, yeah. yeah. just like evil henchman. Yeah, right? Man, I, I believe. Yeah, with his little yeah. chewing on a on a toothpick or whatever. Yeah, no, I believe it was a match. He was chewing on a match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So Even better. Yeah, great casting on that point. I'll yeah, go for ahead sure. And shout out that. So I guess that was the end of the. Well, that well, was no, the end no, of the episode. Susa wakes Excuse up. Me. Susa wakes up yeah, in the Zephyr. That's yep. right. And Colson's dressed in modern day suit. Yep. And he's explains it all. And then, yep. and then you see Susa recognize. And I saw this too before right. Susa said anything. The, the shield sh- logo. The shield logo. And he says, yes. "Shield." So he's so confused. Yeah. Yes. Because he's still SSR, right? Is that what they're still? No, it was Shield. No, it was Shield. Point. Fifty-five. Okay. Yeah, I think that they was. Yeah, the, and he, yeah. he called Cause, it cause Shield. It was created okay. by. It was created by Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, well, wait, that was that was well, the SSR. That nonetheless, was it was yeah. he's he has said Shield, like shield. multiple okay. times Good. in the last yes. two episodes. But, yeah. So yeah, they're explaining all this to him, and uh, they I might be skipping ahead a little bit here, but there, there's another time jump about to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yes, there is, and uh, well, before we go fully into that, okay, um, let's hear it. Susa, uh, they're explaining to everything uh, what's going to happen, what's happening in the future. His death was a necessity. Uh, yeah, that, that it was that's got to be the, weird. Yes. The spark, um, but we decided to intervene and save him. Uh, and so this is, uh, like I said in previous pods here, this is uh, the, the greatest hits. They're scooping up Susa. You're on the team now, dude. For Let's sure, freaking ride. Now we're going yeah. to the seventies. Yes, and. Even more amazing things are about to happen. Yes, and so let's let's talk about um, speculation, speculation, here and uh, the seventies. So the preview we've been we've been talking about in previous pods that the preview is giving away way too many things, um, way way too much information. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. But I do feel as though this preview it also helps us though right now to yeah. think about what's. To oh come, yeah, yeah. So. But I do feel like this preview gives us just enough, uh, yes. just enough fun, yes. just enough storyline. And but so, having no idea what the major right, yes. like motive is of the Chronicles. So the seventies, man. Oh man, this is this is gonna be an interesting one. Yes. Uh we get the reveal in the preview that uh Patrick Warburton's character, uh <laughs> who is uh, yes, seen yes, as hologram yes, yes. in previous seasons. Yes. 
uh, he's we're going to see him physically there. As the director. Yes. Well, we assume maybe the director of Shield. He might not be the director at this yes, point, but, but yeah, he's he's clearly. We have heard in season five from Coulson again, the great historian, that he was a major figure in the history of Shield. Like he served as a director. Yes. yes. So, so uh, possibly he's going to be the director here, but I can't wait to see. And him. I am a huge Patrick Warburton fan. Like, oh yeah, he is. His comedy delivery is so amazing. Yeah, and he's so just, he's so dry. Yes. And, <sighs> There's so many things to like about. It. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I know. Oh man, so many things to like about this actor, and I'm I'm just I feel like this next episode is going to give us um, a real dive into what Shield. Uh, has become and what it has to offer and where where the roots kind of dig in. The the organization or the show when you the, say S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, the organization. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Under the the overseeing of Patrick Warburton's character. So. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting because we, we've seen a decent bit through Agent Carter and things like that about the – and even a little bit what they've done with S.H.I.E.L.D. so far in this season about the – the like the or the the uh very beginning of Shield, and we've seen a lot of what Shield is current day and leading up to that, but we haven't seen like them. This will almost be like Shield in its teenage years. It's like you know, <laughs> okay, it's, yeah. it's finding itself, yeah. it's finding its path, it's, and all that kind of stuff. It really is stuff we don't know much about, right? Because like yes. like, we know a lot of thanks to Agent Carter and also like Captain America, the First Avenger. We know a, a good yeah. bit about the inception, the beginning of Shield, yeah. and obviously with everything from, um, which we got to talk about this in a minute. Everything from Captain Marvel in the '90s, mm-hmm. and then modern day Shield yes. stuff, we know a lot about. But dude, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any idea of what to expect. Yeah. yeah. Now, one cool thing is we see that they're at the lighthouse. Yes. So that's exciting. But we also see May. Did you guys catch it in the trailer where she punches Patrick uh, Warburton's character? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did see that. Uh, that ah. Yeah, that may be something like uh, we need to. <laughs> we need to I guarantee you, after that punch, he's going to be dragged to the Zephyr, and he's going to wake up and see all the technology. <laughs> yeah, like that's going to okay. be. <laughs> You're calling it now, uh, or or he could be a Chronicon. That could that could be a that, real big one. I, I mean, really, that could be. I really hope not because that means the actual character is dead and his face right. is stolen. So. Or they yeah. could play along the lines of everything they've been doing this season so far, and he says something sexist or racist. <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe so. and just okay. kind of gets in clocked. the '70s. That's yeah. that's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's possible yeah, now, but that. anyways, that's good. Um, man, okay. But, Getting a little more... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, the trailer also reveals the rejoining of Enoch. Yeah. Oh, our, thank you so our, much. Yeah. <laughs> Poor and, Enoch. Uh, the, just the line in the trailer. <laughs> what is this? Uh, come says, with me if come you with want me. to continue to live. No, continue, continue to exist. No, continue, continue to exist. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Continue to exist. <laughs> oh, man. And he's wearing like a black turtleneck, I yeah. think. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. And so they all hop in, and, and yeah. the one thing I really liked about the reveal of this preview here is that Sousa's along for the ma- the main yeah, the chunk of the the, the, the the journey. And so, okay, so Sousa's now he's a time traveler. He's a part of the team. Which, okay, so I'm going to go veer for a minute. Okay, so Let's hear it. anybody out there who is also watching DC Legends of Tomorrow, uh, it's a time traveling superhero show as well. Uh, they are also picking up people along the way and yeah. bringing them on for later episodes. I I, I don't know. Is Marvel still DC Legend Tomorrow is a fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, is Marvel taking a little uh, you know 
you know, education from uh, these the DC Legends of Tomorrow and in kind of copying it here. Uh, but I feel like Marvel has a great chance to execute it maybe better. Yeah. Um, but oh, for it, sure. Yeah. You're comparing Marvel to DC? Hey, the DC I, yeah, I Legends like of Tomorrow is fantastic. I would like to T-Roll didn't give you anything for bringing up DC for like 30 seconds there mm-hmm. and I hey, made was com- one slight reference hey, earlier I just let yeah. me finish his thought I was yeah. gonna I, was, I just jumped on it yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying both time travel <laughs> related <laughs> both time travel related but uh, anyway moving on so they pick up Sousa and he's along for the ride and I really like the inclusion there um, me too I can't but, wait to see yeah. that Yeah, I, I can't wait to see how he handles so it's like everyone on the main team it's like time travel yeah They've been through it, yeah. you know. They've they've yeah. been in outer space. They've done everything. Sousa, man. I mean, he's from the fifties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like all of a sudden jumping to the seventies. Like, you know, he's gonna. Th- there's got to be some sort of like what is going yeah. on. No, yeah, the funny thing sure, is that sure. they the rest of the team knows what happens in the seventies. He has no idea what yeah, happened clue. in the seventies. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, so that, he, yeah. He's moving forward in time, or they're moving back in time. Yeah, which forward is, past his lifetime. Yes, like so. He doesn't know really what to expect or what to know. So I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of Sousa fish out of the water along yeah. with Deke, obviously, still fish out of yeah. water. Always, always yeah. out of water. He is like the fish out of water who is a fish hey, out of water. Guarantee you Deke is the one to try to give him a pep talk of how it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Because he's, cause he's like, hey, don't worry, man. I've been through this. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, give him some sort of advice. Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll ride with that. Well, All right. So, so go ahead. Well, I was just going to bring up like uh, the idea of – what if uh, you're, you're talking about this police officer and everything like that? Yeah. What if Sousa is not him, but what if it's Sousa's offspring? What if Sousa gets left in the 70s? I guess so. It just looks literally just like him because it's him. Yeah, like the same I, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I like, get it. There's, you know, there's ways you can get around it. We might be digging too deep into that, or but. or he could be an LMD. Who knows? I, I mean, mean, there's all <laughs> kinds of weird there, stuff. There's also a chance that they don't make a reference to it at all, and that's yep. fine. No, but so far uh, they, I feel like Marvel is sticking to their word, and it was rumored before the season major started connections. that major, yeah, major connections to the MCU, we, and I, I do feel like they are, yeah, are doing that. Okay, but yeah. here's here's where I'm going to get to my next thought. Okay, so we still haven't seen major connections to like movie characters really right so you know if they follow the trend that they've been on the pace that they've been on two episodes in the 30s two episodes in the 50s we're about to be in the 70s maybe we'll spend two episodes there okay you know maybe they jump to the 90s and here's what i really want like what if there's some sort of interaction with samuel jackson's character of nick fury right or Coulson himself, which will be freaky, 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 freaky. Oh, they they can do that, man. He yeah, was, he I was see in it. Captain Marvel. They can 100% do that. 100%. And Coulson was in the beginning of Captain Marvel and the end of Captain Marvel. So what happened yep. in between of that? So what do, I yeah, feel what like if why he not insert, with himself yeah, insert in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And, and here's the thing. Samuel Jackson has gone on this show before. Yeah, he has. very first so, episode. He is so ingrained in the MCU yeah. that... I, I could see him like, yeah, I'll do one more appearance on the yeah. show. Like he, he's very supportive. I feel like is, is dude, in his craft. So I, what if that happens? Yeah. Okay. Also, can I throw out one more theory? Uh, please. Well, two more theories, please. I think it's obvious. It's gotta be. It has to happen. If we're gonna be making time, maybe this is obvious to you guys, but if we're gonna be making time jumps like this, we are gonna see Agent Ward at some point. 
Oh, it's happening. In this oh, show. Yeah. It's, it's happening. gotta happen. It's happening. Right? It's gotta happen. Even if it's not. And you like... know what's gonna be funny? It's gonna What's be here? it's gonna be Asian Ward before he's revealed as Hydra, and they're pretty much gonna call him out like he's Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Wait, or what? they save him <laughs> from being a part of Hydra. Oh wow. That would be awesome. Yes, um, that would be full circle for the whole show. Now you have a good ward on the team, no big deal. Okay. That's that's awesome. Not, I'm like shaking Actually, yeah, thinking thanks, that now. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Now I'm gonna. If it doesn't happen, I am <laughs> thoroughly gonna be disappointed and yeah. crushed. But okay. anyway, let me tell you. I don't know if this is a totally coherent theory. I think we've mentioned this on the la- on our last show where we did where we reviewed ep- uh, episode number three. But you know, there's there's all this talk about not they they described it as ripples, not waves, in the first two episodes, right? Yeah. All this talk about not altering the timeline. And we hear that all the time. Right. That if you severely uh, impact what happened in the past, it will disorient the future and make it spiral out of control. I believe that crumble the time, like cause the timeline to crumble is is referenced. And and you could even even talk about that from back in Endgame Mm -hmm. where uh, the Grand – no, who is it? The Grandmaster? The ancient yeah. one, uh, right? She's ancient talking. One, the ancient one. Oh, yeah. the ancient one. Yeah. I say Grandmaster. She's talking to um, she's talking to Bruce Banner, and she talks about that whole idea of time. Yeah, now, creating an alternate thing. timeline. Yeah. The theory I have is it seems to me maybe not totally evident, but maybe likely that the things that are happening right now, what they are experiencing, they are thinking that they cannot affect the timeline or that they they shall not affect the timeline but in all actuality maybe this is the actual timeline timeline right? yeah right yeah i could see that and again this and the reason i think that um i mean well one everything that happened with koenig and how they revealed things to him mm-hmm. i think there's a good chance that what happened with susa is what always happened with susa yeah um but again i just i guess i just wonder you know when you get man, we're getting to such nuts and bolts here. But when you get into in episode three, when that Doctor Linmore who had that package dies because he was a Chronicom, then they have to go find the package. Hydra just wanted the package, not necessarily to kill Susa. So what if? All I'm trying to say is, man, I, I have a feeling what they're trying to ensure they don't uh, mess up. Like they, there's no really, you know, no one's going to tell them, hey, just do whatever you want because that's what right. happens. But it's almost like this is the actual timeline, and there's nothing that they're going to mess up. Because this is this is what history has always yeah. been. Yeah, this is what history is. It's like they it, make, they, it hurts my head a little. They're, bit, they're trying not to rewrite history, but what they are literally doing is they are history. So writing, whatever they do, whatever yeah. they do, it is history. Yeah, and, and yes. Mac drops a line of like, "Let's make waves." Yeah, yeah, he just goes for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just saved Agent Susa. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I know they still portrayed that it was his death, but it's like. Maybe that's just how it always was. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, no one yeah. could ever really identify his I mean, body. But. Yeah. As of right now, all the things that they have done, there has been nothing definitive about them going back in time that has shown where they just aren't history. Right. That they, they like, nothing has been set up that way. Yeah. So, some things to think about. Okay. Moving forward. All right. Let's hear it. Um, let's wrap this up. How, yeah. How much farther is this B storyline with May going to go? Uh, are we going to f- get a fully embraced uh, of her n- understanding what she's doing uh, and joining the team and being a full participating member of the team with them not really having to worry about anything because they understand it now? Uh, and yeah, the, maybe so. And yeah. where's Fitz? Dude, yeah, we went this whole episode without really talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, well, dealing with your – I think May will have one big moment um, where that becomes important. 
Sure. And the number two moment was something I've been kind of thinking about. And uh, we've been kind of thinking about it from the side of seeing Deke. Um, I feel that Deke is now fits in the sense of filling that role in the show. Like, like he is. Well, that's a big taking claim. Up that that's time a big claim. in the sense of mm. like Fitz is kind of like we're talking about. Like, oh, he's going to show up. A you know, be a decent part of the season. But I, I feel like that's why we've been getting so much on the Fitz. Or I'm sorry, the Deke character is they are molding him to take that place in the main cast. In that sense, well, he is a tech guy. They keep yes. re- referring back to him when they need a tech situation to happen. So which, I feel like that's, that, that's what they might be able, like. I know it's not what we want to mm-hmm. hear, but I feel like that is what is happening. That they are building him to be that role for this group. That will be heartbreaking. It's it's disappointing, but well, if they can execute it and at least bring some sort of full circle around to yeah. Fitz at the end. I mean, well, this it, is, I didn't want that to happen, yeah. but maybe we can give st- Fitz's due still. Isn't this two episodes now where we haven't even heard his name? Yes. Yeah. So yes. it's like I, yes. I, I start to I start to think like you might be onto something there. Uh, I hope you're wrong because it would just be oh. such a bummer. Oh, yeah, I really hope right? so, too, because he's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, he, he's one of those characters that you really just want to pay off in the series. Dude, you, I just get this feeling that something's going to happen and he's just going to show up out of nowhere and it's going to be. It's yeah. just going to blow our minds. Yeah, I, I've also I haven't read much, but there's a few uh, theories out there. Obviously, that he's so okay. So at the end of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. we see I think it's Captain Marvel, or no, it's at the end of Far From Home, Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, we see uh, Nick Fury up in space somewhere. Yes, yes we do. Yeah, possibly forming Sword, mm-hmm. maybe. And so there's also some theories like, oh, maybe Fitz is like a part of Sword, which. Yeah. You know, if it if that actor Ian DeCaster, DeCaster, yeah. yeah. if he wants to be in movies and not TV now, how about you go be in a Marvel movie as yeah. Yeah. Leopold Fitz serving alongside, yeah. you know, Maria it, Hill yeah. and uh, uh, Nick Fury? Yeah. <laughs> how cool would that be? So, um, getting one thing I think that would be really cool to see is you guys were talking about the re- potential redirection of Grant Ward, and I think it would be really cool if maybe not like the end of the series or anything like that, but like. They hand his character back off, and he, it's literally it's him opening the door that first time he meets. I think Coulson. you mentioned this already, yeah, yeah. Oh, but now he's actually good, and he's not back to my theory of yeah, where, like potentially like he's good. Oh man, or that'd be cool. or you know maybe it's one of those things where you think he's turned good, and it just literally plays out the same way. Oh, that would be you a know, bummer. I mean, that would be that would be a bummer, <laughs> very much. But so, yeah. but I mean, it would just be kind of cool if they like if they they interact with him, and maybe he has a lot more knowledge than he actually yeah shows yeah. in this point, and he's just like so, he's handing off him, and just he opens it up. Like the last thing you see of Grant Ward is like. He's in his suit. He opens the door, and then bam, you see Coulson sitting. Or well, it's or, Maria or, Hill. Or, or you see, yeah, Maria Hill talking to him, and then you see another Coulson kind of, you know, come out of the shadows. Yeah, and and so we're gonna have, we're gonna have Ward hopefully in, in these future episodes. And, yeah, I hope so. And hopefully a conversion, maybe to the good side. Um, I really want to see that. But moving forward here, I do think that. Uh, then the 90s is going to be a, in in play. It's, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. man. I feel, like, be. I feel like if they jump from the 70s to cur- present day, I don't I'll think... Be, I, yeah. Because you miss so many good opportunities, yeah. you know? Because it's like, 
the biggest thing they always said about you know not connecting to the major to the movies is a lot of those characters aren't like a, a part of other shows but it's like if you do the time when Captain Marvel happened it's like the main characters you're talking about are Coulson it's like you could pull that yeah. off yeah. Yeah. yeah in a cool oh, yeah. way you know Clark Gray can pull that off so yeah all right guys we got to wrap this yeah. up I think we're done here unless anyone's got a burning desire to say one more thing. I- yeah, uh, one more thing. Sorry. Let's do it. Uh, okay, so I, in my opinion, episode four was a phenomenal episode. Yeah. Uh, I think the best of the entire series. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was my uh, my enjoyment of the noir style. Yeah. Uh, or maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe it was just execution or Clark Gregg, Clark Gregg uh, monologue. Yeah. But uh, usually, I mean, when something's the best... Uh, the the follow up is usually subpar, so I, let down. I, I do have a a feeling that the episode five may be just average. Um, okay, all right, and that's fine. I, I hope that's not the case. But prepare no, us anyway. for it, right? Prepare yeah, us. Yeah, don't don't get your your hopes up. I, I would say, but anyway, I think big shout out to this episode, man. I I mean, literally, uh, man, I just love this season so far. It's so fun, and again, I thought this was the best one of the season so far. So. Uh, a lot to live up to, but thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, we're we're grateful for it, and you can uh, expect more reviews for Agents of Shield and other shows and movies. In fact, one plug: we just did a review of the the film Just Mercy, so go check that out on our on our uh, podcast page and. Uh, listen to that and also the other pods we've dropped as well. So uh, thanks again for my friends Justin and Anthony. This is T-Roll signing off and saying thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time, you peasants.